Alright, alright. Whoa, with that intro. That's probably the best intro I've heard in a long time. Cheer me if you agree. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Don't Man Up podcast with me, T, Big T, whatever you want to call me. At tdunk87, www.dopemanhook.co.uk. Raising awareness for mental health. Hashtag, don't man up, speak up. Right, I'm redoing this. Episode 1, I listened to it. Didn't think it was good enough. You could hear my car indicators going and everything. So I thought I'd try it again. This is a bit about my journey. What I've come to achieve in life. And what led me to this point. Alright, let's start off. So what led me to this point? Well, let's start at the beginning. You see, I don't think I've ever been, like, I don't think I've ever not suffered with mental health from a young age. You see, when I was nine, my dad, when I was younger, my dad, he was suffering from mental health. I was just nine, or nine years old. Nine-year-old Yorkshire lad from Sheffield. And my father sadly fell. He had no other option but to take his own life in September 1996. I never got a chance to buy. I never got a chance to ask why or anything. And if I'm honest, or even brutally honest with myself, I never grieved enough for him. I didn't know how to grieve. I was nine years old. That's That's the difference... I didn't get a chance to go and do bereavement counselling at nine years old. Anything along them lines. In other words, as a nine-year-old boy, who idolised his father, I had to deal with the loss of himself. I had to deal with the loss of my father at nine years old, myself. Like that sinking. You imagine being nine years old. Right. So, back to that, sorry about that, I had to take a little pause. So, nine years old, and I had to deal with the loss of my father all by myself. Let that sink in. I sort of put off the bereavement and grief at nine years old. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I sort of put my father, my father, which I'm embarrassed to say, and really I'm embarrassed, I put the father to the back of my mind. So I can try and deal with growing up. We moved homes numerous times then. We took a massive drop. Borderline poverty. Probably in poverty. If I'm honest with you. Uh, took his own life. And I moved school a few times. And I'm, I'm, it's a shame to say this as kids. I got bullied for it. I got bullied for having a father... What took his own life? I got bullied through secondary school for that. Think about that. Kids laughing and joking at you. Telling you that you're a loser. Your dad took his own life because of you. And all this lot. It's embarrassing. Kids can be cruel, but it's a lesson you learn in life, I suppose. But my depression personally, my, my deep depression started with the birth of my first child. From the moment I knew that their mother was pregnant, my ex-wife I just kicked going for a maid that I wasn't going to be a good enough father 
And no matter how much I tried to convince myself, I never shaked it off. I never shook that feeling off. My depression got worse and worse, but I just tried to cover it up. But when the fir- when birth of my second child came, that was when I went on a sharp decline. And I'm not blaming my children for it, but just in my mindset, I convinced myself that I wouldn't be a good enough father. I'll repeat that again. In my mindset, my perceptions and belief and assumptions convinced my behaviour that I wouldn't be a good enough father. When my depression had got that bad, it led me to wanting to end my own life. And it was horrible. I was just horrible to be around. I wasn't horrible, honestly. I got lazy. I was unmotivated. I tried to hide my pain behind gambling, behind porn, being a joker. But the truth is, and this is probably true for a lot of you, and this is what I got called out on. I got called out on this by Paul Moore watching one of his videos. So not even personally, just watching one of his videos. How a fucking liar. I was such a liar. I was crying out for help. Nobody would help. Even my wife at the time just fobbed me off or not realised or not caring. I don't know how far I was down. The only thing I was told to do by numerous people is to man up. Man up. I wanted my own life. Man up. I finally went to doctors after my ex-wife convinced me to try and get some kind of help. But again, this I'm not knocking NHS. I'm not knocking them at all. But I went to doctors for some help. And I got a quick 10 minute appointment. I was in tears to him. I proper begged him. I'm like, I need help. I really do need help. It seems fob me off. Sign me antidepressants on your way. Think positive. Antidepressants, by the way, made me feel tons worse. Tons worse. Even when I went to depressants, this is embarrassment to this, and I don't know why. I got to the point where I wrote a letter contemplating my suicide. I knew the time, the date, the place, how I was going to do it, everything. And it came. That night, I pretended to drive off to work, knowing that I wasn't going to go to work. And I got to the bridge. I got to the train bridge where I was going to jump off. I was looking over it. It was drizzling my rain. I was crying, knowing what I was about to do. Still thinking my children and my family would be better off without me. But then something snapped in my head. I can't explain it. But at one moment, I blanked out, got back in the car. I can't even remember what I did, but I drove home. I just, I got home. I told my ex-wife that I felt sick. And I thought that would motivate me to change my mindset, everything. And it did for a couple of months. It did. And I started feeling a bit more positive about life. Until one day, my ex-wife were at work. She texts me. By text. Boom. I want to separate and I want to divorce. Bang. Life as I knew it, life what I built, was gone. I knew that I wasn't going to be there for my girls every day. I knew that. And that's heartbreaking. I knew that the thing what stopped me jumping off that bridge a couple of months before, my children, my two little girls, were now taken away from me. Or I thought they were taken away from me. 
After a couple of months, I tried to get her to reconsider and she went having none of it. I admitted defeat, moved out of my home, my children's home, and the only thing I could afford, never mind, you still have to pay town maintenance, you still have to do this, you still have to pay that. The only thing I managed to afford for a little bit were a bedsit. I managed to afford that bedsit for two months and it happened to move with my sister. Two months, that two months were hell. I laid in that bed every night in that bedsit and I cried. I cried the fact that I wasn't there for my children like I should be as a father. It got worse. I got worse into porn, into gambling, drinking every night, and trying to act like it was for the best in front of the whole world. And then I got falsely accused of harassment and stalking by that ex, which I still to defend to this day. During that, I wrote a letter to her exposed, exposing how I felt in the past. What she wanted to know know how I previously felt how I previously wanted to end my life and that letter was used against me the local police was involved but they just gave me advice about not putting myself in any sticky situations what could be used against me I'll go on record and I'll say it right now the police was the best part of that week they advised me not to get myself in sticky situations. The police officer came to me. He didn't really believe me. His wife said two nights before we were sat having a Chinese together. Invited round. A week before we were in Cleethorpes together. <coughs> then boom. I got a call. Of child protection teaming. And I'll say council in Rotherham. Pathetic they are. Nah, I want to go on record and say this clearly now. And I'll, this can be used against me in court if it ever, someone ever desert my child. I've never laid an hand on my children. I would never lay an hand on anybody's children. And if anybody hurt my children, I would personally hunt them down and I would do time in prison for what I do to that person. So I got a phone call for child protection. I was no longer allowed to see my children because I had depression and I was suicidal. In the past mind, not now. And I deemed me such a risk to my children, I was not allowed to go near them. That phone call, by the way, was two days before Father's Day. But in mind, I worked a lot on my mental, mind, mental health during that breakup. I got told on that phone call that I need to go to doctors ASAP, get a mental health assessment. This call was on a Friday afternoon, people. Friday afternoon. I got into the doctor's first thing Monday morning. I spent 45 minutes with a different doctor, a neutral doctor, talking to him, telling him how I felt, telling him how I worked on my mental health. It's 45 minutes. He confirmed that I wasn't a risk. He confirmed I was no longer clinically depressed. He confirmed that all the thing I was going through now was situational judgment anxiety, which is common for somebody what's has had a massive change in their life. The child safety team rang me back that afternoon. Also, on top of this, I also want to declare I was not giving no contact details for this team. 
no names. There wasn't a court order stopping me seeing my children. But I was told I couldn't see my children, which is illegal as far as I'm concerned. When they called me back anyway, I told them what the doctor said. I gave the doctor permission to share my information with them. I gave them permission to seek the information from the doctor. The guy wasn't bothered. I told him that it was clear and I was happy. He wasn't bothered. He was quite rude to me. Told me I shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be abusing my ex-wife, which was absolutely a false accusation. No evidence or anything. And it just went bothered about my side. He told me that they'll be in touch. So as I listened to false allegations made against me on an assumption of my past and didn't allow see me my it didn't allow me to see my children for two months. Why? Why two months? Because they were busy dealing with other cases. Like that thinking. A father, what were previously suicidal, what them kids stopped him doing it, the thought of them kids growing up and the thought of their father giving up. So I'm getting a bit emotional. <sighs> they weren't dealing with the case because they were busy dealing with others. And that sent my depression plummeting again. I truly hit rock bottom. 16th of June 2019. That Monday night, and I didn't care. I drove back to that train bridge, sat on rails, on wall. Didn't know when a train was going to come next. But as soon as the one were, I know it's selfish of me, but I had my mindset. As soon as I see a train, I'm jumping. And I'm embarrassed to say that. Cars drove past me. Not one person stopped. That says a lot about modern society. But something stopped me from leaning forward. I'm going. Maybe it was fear. Maybe it was guilt. I don't know. Maybe it was love for my children. I didn't want them to suffer through life like I did. Not understanding why the dad took the kids on life. It's hard. I'm just getting emotional, sorry. I knew from that moment that I had to get my life back in check. Since that day, I've managed to find someone amazing, a new love, Ailey. I've managed to find everyone wrong in child protection. We had a, we had a key worker assigned to us. She couldn't believe the change in me from when she first met me when I were really suicidal after stopping seeing my children to where I were after just, what, six months? I completely changed my life where with the help of my new partner, Ailey. I feel a million times better than I did that day, but my struggles still aren't over. I still didn't have any motivation. My new partner, Ailey, she asked me what a month what my 10 year plan was, and I couldn't answer. And this led me where to where I am now. Motivated to lose weight, finally kick mental illnesses ass, raise awareness, and hopefully helping somebody along the way. Hit me up. Anyway, I'm going to end it there. I've been talking rambling on. Hit me up, sign up. At tdunk87 if you want to talk. Let me just help you out with mental health. Let me talk to you. I've been through it all. I know what I'm talking about. I'm starting to work on situations. What? Helping me. If you want me to help you, send me a DM. Sign up to my newsletter on uk. Everything's completely anonymous and confidential. Let me just help you. 
Anyway, this was Big T Dunk. Sorry, it's been 16, 17 minutes long. And I'll see you next time.